0: A few years ago, I led a group of parishioners on a pilgrimage through Spain called the Camino, the Camino of Santiago de Compostela, to the tomb of St. James, one of the Lord's 12 apostles. As you walk the Camino as a pilgrim, you look for signs, specifically seashells, which is a symbol of the Apostle James' who was a fisherman. Sometimes finding these seashell signs along the way was not always obvious. You really had to pay attention, look for the signs, and then follow the signs. Ultimately, the signs led you to the tomb of the apostle. And along the way, you experienced many graces as we grew closer to God and one another. And learning anew how to trust The many signs placed before us. In fact, looking for and following signs was one of the takeaways from the Camino I pray that I will never forget. So we give signs to one another, like along the Camino. And God also gives signs to us along our pilgrimage walk. And God gives signs to everyone no one is excluded. All of us, the good, the bad, the saint, the sinner, the churchgoer, the church avoider. He's giving signs to all of us regularly. God gives signs that will lead us to experience many graces in our lives, grow closer to him, and find our way to heaven through them. But here's the thing, it all depends on our ability to look for the signs, understand them, read them, and then be willing to follow them. How do I know that God gives signs to all of us? Well, we need not look any further than the Bible, but even specifically today in our reading from Matthew's Gospel chapter 2 on this great feast of the Epiphany. So follow this. Three signs, three categories of persons and how they read the signs and responded to the signs. Number one, God gives signs to the Magi. Three or more wise men from the East. The sign he gives them is a star in the sky. What we know about the Magi tells us that they, were either, that they were early scientists and men of faith. We don't know this from the scriptures. We know this from stuff outside the scriptures, specifically archaeology and cultural anthropology, which have revealed to us that in the Middle East, in the time of Jesus, and in fact, centuries before the time of Jesus, there were schools of Magi kings and their courts would set up these schools so that they would have well-rounded well, well advisors, advising them on a host of issues. And so they actually went to school as magi. And part of that schooling was science as they knew it, such as they were always uh, among them astronomers, and also Men who read religious texts, not just of their own religion, but all of the surrounding area. Because they believed that faith and science had a a way of speaking to us. So they would look to the sky, always looking for a sign, an observable change in the heavens. They used an early kind of proto-scientific method in order to look for those changes. They put their faith and their science together so that when they noticed a new phenomenon in the sky, they also consulted religious texts. They learned then about the prophecy of a newborn king of the Jews who was prophesied to be the savior of the world. They followed that star as a sign, using their science and their faith to bring them to worship In fact, the newborn Savior of the world. And we see that in the three gifts that they give. Following the sign that God had given to them, it led them ultimately to salvation. Their own salvation. And then becoming kind of like the first disciples and the first evangelists, they take that encounter with the Son of God, the Christ child, back to their own people. That's one way to read signs and respond to them. Here's another. God gives a sign to Herod. The Magi already had everything they needed to find the newborn king in Bethlehem. However, for reasons we don't know, they stopped at the palace of King Herod, who was king of Judah and therefore of Bethlehem. They inform Herod that they are looking for the newborn king of the Jews. This prompts Herod to ask his priests and scribes who tell him about the prophecies of the Messiah and where he would be born. This is a sign that God gives to Herod through the Magi. This is the opportunity for Herod now, who is not the rightful king of judah he's only half jewish the other half he's edomite and not only is he not full jew which you have to be the rightful king but he doesn't even practice his faith and know his faith so he knows that he's not the rightful king and this is a time for him to allow this sign that the rightful king has been born to change his life and to go with the Magi and worship the newborn Christ child and pledge his life and allegiance to the true king of Israel, indeed the king of kings, the king of the universe. But Herod would not see the Magi as a sign from God, would not follow the sign, and did not come to know the salvation that God was offering to all of us through signs. Herod would not allow the sign to change his life, his orientation, his title, his role, his position, his place in this world. Here's a third way to read signs and what we do with them. God gives a sign to the scribes and the priests that advise the king of Judah. When the Magi arrive at the palace of Herod and inform him about the sign and tell him about what they're going to do—go worship the newborn Christ child—Herod does not know what they are talking about. He's not living close to God; he doesn't read the Scriptures. So he turns to those who do know. He turns to his scribes and his priests, those who advise him. They consult their religious texts—the Old Testament, the Jewish Testament and tell their king about the prophecies surrounding the long-expected Messiah and the prophesied place of his birth, Bethlehem. At this point, God gives them a sign through Herod. Herod's questions prompted them to recall the ancient words of the prophets. However, when the Magi depart to find the new Messiah king... The priests and the scribes do not follow. They remain. Here are the people who above all should be open to signs. To God giving them signs. To God working change into their life through signs. God fulfilling his promises. They know the word of God. They are religious folks. But they are stuck. Stuck in the ways that they have known... Growing up in their faith. Stuck in knowing about God and his teachings, but not being able to put any real faith in God. Stuck in not trusting in God. Stuck in having small expectations about God, rather than allowing God to radically change their lives. So they remain with King Herod. They remain, that is, with what is safe and comfortable and known rather than venture off with these first and true disciples of Jesus Christ, the Magi. So here's my question. Which person are you? Are you the priest and the scribes? Are you the king? Are you a Magi? If I'm honest, I have to admit that I have been all three categories of persons in relationship with God at different points in my life. I've been like the priest and scribes. Heck, I am a priest. I've been that religious person who at times have settled into the way I have known over a long period of time in regards to my religion and my traditions. Our religions, our traditions which I love, of course, because I'm a priest. Holding on to what is known, but then also then holding on to what is comfortable and safe and fearful to let go. Even when God is sending me signs, urging, senses, pushes, and nudges that I can trust Him, that He has a plan for my life. Whenever I live like this in relationship with God, I become stuck. I don't grow in faith. I grow only in fear. Desperately clinging to what I want rather than what God is doing. I've also been like Herod at different times in my life. Knowing that Jesus is the rightful king of my life but living in such a way that I act like the Lord and sovereign of my own life. Even when God sends signs to me or people to me or things happening around me, movements. I don't want to give up my little kingdom as I've known it over my life. I find it hard to bow down before Christ the King, worship and adore and serve Him only. Instead of offering my allegiance and serving other ideas and philosophies, other people and positions, powers and movements, other expectations, preferences, and opinions, especially my own. I have also, thanks be to God, lived like the Magi, trying to spend my life as a person of faith and using also everything available to me in my life. And therefore, Able and willing to observe the signs that God is sending me. Able to get up and move and follow Christ as he leads me to places where I encounter him as my King, Messiah, Savior, and the God, the only one who can truly save me. I think if we're honest, we've all been priests and scribes and kings and magi. But here's the real question. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be today? And who do you want to be in the future and for the rest of your life? The past is the past. But this question stands before us today, certainly on this Feast of the Epiphany. And we celebrate a sign, but also each day. And it has the power to determine if we know, follow, live, and share the salvation of God as He leads us through signs. The communion of Santiago de Compostela is a great pilgrimage. One that millions of Christians have been trekking for over 1,200 years uninterrupted, year-round, filled with signs. That when one follows them, leads to the one, one of the apostles of the Lord, who when the Lord called him to get up and follow, he got up and actually followed him with his life. God gives signs to pilgrims on the, the Camino journey. But here's the thing, you don't need to go to Spain and walk the Camino. Our life is a pilgrimage. And God gives signs to all of us as we journey through this world as pilgrims. The good, the bad, the saint, the sinner, the churchgoer, the church avoider. As people who call ourselves Christians, each of us has to figure out how we will use the signs that God sends us, sends to us each day. And whether or not we'll be a king who holds on to our own little power of our lives and our own little kingdoms, or a priest who doesn't want to leave his or her comfort and security in what they know, or a magi, a wise man, a wise woman.